Hi, I'm Stephen and I'm starting a new journey to find out if I can make my fortune on the internet. Along the way, I'll be sharing all the things that work and all the things that don't. Join me as I self-solve my way to financial freedom. Hey guys, how's it going? Hope you're well today. Oh, I've got a great podcast for you today. This information that I'm about to share with you is incredible. Biopsychology. So what on earth is that and why would you care? Okay, let's let's talk about this in a sales context because that's where it's going to be most useful. Now, if you're anything like me, I used to think salespeople, I used to look at them as kind of smarmy sort of people who just come and they, and they play tricks on your mind and all this kind of thing, you know. But actually, I've got a huge amount of respect for salespeople. You think about any company you've ever worked for, if you've had a job, you know, or if you've owned a company, then the front line of any company are the salespeople, whatever it is, uh, whether it's a product or a service or, you know, even a university has got salespeople, has got people out there in, in the front line bringing in students and bringing in, uh, you know, bringing in money for the university, that sort of thing. So, don't look down on salespeople. They do an incredible job, and without them, you know, I don't, I don't know of any business that could survive without some form of sales at the front end. Okay, so um, also in terms of sales, I never saw myself as a good salesperson. I know that I could sell certain things, but I had to be passionate about that thing, using it. For example, I used to do martial arts, and uh, I brought lots of people to my martial arts club for no financial gain, just because I loved it and I wanted to share it with people. So that's easy if it's something you're into, something you're passionate about. But let me ask you something. If it was something that you didn't use or didn't partake in yourself, could you sell it even if you knew that it had great value to someone, um, you know, someone else? So clearly there's probably people listening into this podcast who can sell, but um, but most of us don't do it that well, in my opinion. Um, now, actually, before before we look at that, I'm, go- I'm going to just say one more thing on sales. We're selling all the time anyway, guys. You know, you're, you're literally selling on... If you're looking for a, a, a romantic partner, uh, you know, let's say it's a guy who goes to chat up a girl, he's trying to sell that girl on on, uh, on on going on a date. Or it could be another guy, of course, or whatever. You try to sell that, uh, sell them on going on a date with you, you know, and maybe leading to something more, etc., etc. So you're doing a bit of sales there. You're selling yourself. It's the same in a job interview. You go in and you sell yourself in a job interview, talk about your skills and why you would be good for the job. You sell the interviewer on the concept of you being part of their company, part of their team. Uh, you also sell your children, if you have them, on eating healthy foods. You know, eat your greens and you'll grow up to be big and strong and all these sorts of things. So we're using sales all the time. We're also being sold to all the time. So these um, concepts that I'm going to give you are going to be very, very useful just in everyday life. Um and, and and also, you know, as I say, when you are being sold to, these are going to arm you with uh, the, the stages that you go through in your own mind, which might lead to you getting a better deal in a sale, uh, knowing what a good salesperson is maybe doing, what process they're going through. You know, so there's, there are lots of different uses for this. Um, but yeah, so these ha- happy chemicals are basically what's, what this is all about. Um, and I came across this recently. It's just absolutely mind blowing for me. As I say, I used to think of uh, 
you know, happy hormones, happy chemicals is one collective thing, but we're going to break these down into four. Okay, so the first one we're going to talk about is dopamine. So, you know, the brain secretes dopamine. Uh, we call this the chemical of distraction for, for all intents and purposes. Um, now, what is it about distraction? Well, statistically, we check our phones now over 70 times per day. You know, we love that distraction um, of having the phone to look at. And actually, um, Mark Zuckerberg uh, was in front of Congress and actually came out and said that he had hired addiction specialists to help him design the Facebook platform because he wants it to be as addictive as possible. Um, and, you know, on that note, there's a cautionary note there because, you know, dopamine is the same chemical that's released when you have a cigarette or you have some some sort of alcoholic beverage, you get a release of dopamine. And it's one of the addictive qualities of these things. Um, now, if you've got kids, uh, you wouldn't let them go into the, the drinks cabinet, the liquor cabinet, and help themselves to alcohol, I would hope. And likewise, if they're too young to smoke, then you wouldn't want them doing that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, everyone is too young to smoke, you know, uh, no one should do it. But you know what I'm saying, if you've got kids um, and they're not they're not old enough to make their own choices, you wouldn't let them do it, would you? But you, you'll probably let them go on devices and various different platforms like, you know, all these, I'll not mention any, any names of platforms, but, you know, quite often, uh, you know, they're getting likes or comments on posts that they put up, that sort of thing, you know. And, and, and every time you get a like or a comment or a share or whatever it is, you get this little dopamine release that people are paying attention to your message and that's really addictive. And that's probably not something you should let your kids do. When you think about them sitting in their bedroom or even sitting on the couch next to you just, you know, messing around on this device. So bear that in mind. Anyway, dopamine, it's, uh, so it's that chemical of distraction and we like that. We like to be distracted. And in terms of sales, if you get, you know, a nice marketing message pop up that appeals to you, you know, oh, wow, you know, it kind of lights you up a little bit and you think, oh, this looks good. This looks interesting. It's a bit of a distraction. So that's number one. Uh, number two is oxytocin. So this is the kind of the chemical of connection. And we all need that as human beings. Actually, before I move on, dopamine is the most readily available. That first one we just talked about, that's the one that's most available, most accessible. But oxytocin is probably the one we crave the most. And that's that connection. So we all want to be connected in some way. Uh, well, clearly look at the boom of social media. You know, we all want to be connected to other human beings. You know, ideally we want that physical connection. You know, you want to be part of a group, part of a, a movement, part of a family, you know, part of a team. We, we all really crave that. Uh, whether we whether we live that or not is a different thing, but we do crave it. We, we like to be part of a, you know, have that connection, as it were. Um, so oxytocin, um, you know, it's particularly... Uh, you know, particularly useful to know for, from a, a woman's point of view. Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to go down this road. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to. St I don't want to digress too much. But anyway, oxytocin. Oxytocin is the connection, uh, the chemical of connection. Okay. So, uh, number three, serotonin. Um, so this is the kind of the 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 uh, chemical of status. You know, it's when you feel our status. You know, when you feel that you're. You, you know, I don't know if you're driving a nice car or something and it's got the 
the the Mercedes logo or the BMW. It's got a certain status around it, and and when you first get in that car, you get this chemical release. It feels good. You see the quality. Could be something that you're wearing, a watch, a brand. You know, and you get this, or, 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 or if it's your phone, if it's the new Apple iPhone, whatever, um, you know, it's just, it's the, the status of having that, it releases this um, chemical, and it's almost like a, a validation type feeling, it sort of increases your self-esteem, it's not so much status as, as oh look at me, I'm better than you, it's more of a kind of self-worth sort of a chemical, anyway. So that's number three. Number four is endorphins. I'm sure most of you will have heard of these as I go through them. So endorphins are the chemical of work reward. So um, kind of if you go to the gym and, and you do a great workout, uh, and you would you would get a release of endorphins and you feel great after your workout. Um, so it's a kind of work reward. So that's the that's um, the, the four uh, hormones slash chemicals that we're going to talk about. Uh, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. So dopamine, dopamine is the distraction chemical. Oxytocin is the the chemical of connection. Serotonin is the the status chemical, and um, endorphins are the chemical of work reward. So how does this all fit into sales? Okay, so we've got two sides to our brain. We've got the left side. And we've got the right side. Now, the left brain is is the the logical part of the brain, the part that reasons through things, you know, and sort of dots all the i's, checks, uh, crosses all the t's, you know. So that's the logic part of the brain. And the right brain is the more emotional side of the brain. Now, when we're talking about feel good chemicals, we're talking about the right brain. Now, what happens is when you get a release of, um, you know, feel good chemicals. It's the, it's the right side of the brain that's being affected and the right side, the emotional side of the brain will just completely override the left side. It will override the logic. So during a sale, um, when you buy something, it's always an emotional decision. It's always the right brain. Always. No matter what you think, no matter how logical or researched you, you think you are, and you know, as, sorry, I'm just noticing something that I need to fix on this podcast on the software anyway so no matter what you think it's always the right brain it's an emotional decision so um those feel-good uh hormones and chemicals that are being released will absolutely override the the logical part of your brain the left side so um let's look at that in terms of a sales context so dopamine let's say there's a pitch that gets you distracted, something, you know, some sort of marketing message, just, wow, boom, what's that? You know, you get this release and it, and it draws your attention, you get this release of dopamine, and you're like, oh, I like the look of this. Um, you know, especially if you're working or something, it's nice to get a distraction away from something that's not so much fun. And then, if you start to, you know, look at the marketing message, and let's say it's an advert or something, and you start seeing something, maybe it's a, a wearable, a watch, you know, a smartwatch or something, you think, wow, you start to feel really connected to the product and you think, you know, I could use that. That that looks amazing. I even like the colour, that sort of thing. So you start to feel ox- uh, uh, oxytocin release, which is that connection. Um, then you might start to think, well, you know, look at the brand of this product. It's an Apple smartwatch or it's, you know, a Samsung Galaxy, whatever. Um, and you start to think, you know, if I was wearing that, watch you start to visualize it being on your wrist and you think oh my goodness me 
you know that that's going to make me feel really good. I'll be cool because I've got you know that that brand, you know that that status status. And then if you go ahead and buy the thing, you know, get the credit card out, hit the link and pay for it. You know, there's that sort of a, a, a rush when you do that, and and you get a kind of work reward chemical that the, the uh, endorphins kicking and we think, wow, I did it, I did it, you know. Um, so th- this is you're getting this sort of a high during the purchase, right? But even if you've been through everything we've just described there, I've just described there, the purchase is not over. You know, you're you're buying as emotional, but what happens? After the purchase, well, the hormones start to burn off. The dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, if you've indeed experienced all of those, sometimes it's not all of those, but let's say you, you've, you've had a release of each and every one of those, they do start to burn off. And that's when uh, you start to get things like buyer's remorse. And what's happening there is the emotional part of your brain is, is sort of settling down as the hormones burn off. And then the left brain starts to come in and say, what did you just do? Oh my God, why did I just buy that? I can't believe this. And what tends to happen is the product will get returned if someone's got buyer's remorse, you know, or they don't feel good about it anymore. Um, or they'll start trying to justify with the left brain why they went ahead and, um, and, and made the purchase. So an amazing thing to do, this is where this is all leading. But an amazing thing to do that if you are selling to someone, then what you have to do is arm the left brain with some reasons for the sale or the purchase. You have to arm the the logic part of the brain with some some reasons why you did it. So because you know that the left brain is going to try and justify this later, so give give some reasons. Now, if someone goes and buys something sort of fancy, you know, they're normally confronted by a loved one saying, what did you just buy? Okay, so you, so the, the, the individual needs to have something to say to that loved one. Oh, well, the reason I bought it was because... Let, let, let's take an example of going to a supermarket. Let's say I go off to go and buy some bread from the supermarket, the, the, the store, um, and I come back with tons of stuff, Okay. And my wife says, what are you doing? You know, I asked you just to get bread. Why did you buy all that other stuff? I'm going to go and do a shop later. You didn't need to buy all this. Why did you go and buy that right now? Well, if I'm armed with some logic, you know, I might go through it. When was the last time you went to a supermarket and just bought bread? Come on, let's face it. You're constantly being bombarded with uh, upsells as you walk through. I mean, why did they put the bread so far back in the store in the first place? Why is it? I mean... You know, you think about highly consumable things like bread and milk. Where are they positioned in a supermarket? Right at the very back. Why? Because you've got to walk past all these other things to get to it, of course, and then all the way back to get to the checkout. So um, so when was the last time? Come on, you, you're going to buy other things. But if, you've, if you're pre-armed with some logical reasons why you got those other things, it could be, well, you know, I got this, um, I don't know, this uh, can of soup because it was buy one, get one free. You know, or it was, you know, three for one or whatever, you know, and it was, there was a really good deal and it was, it was, uh, that deal was stopping today, this afternoon, so I had to get it there and then, oh, right, okay. So there's an example of, you know, why you, um, why, you know, why you bought it, there's your justification. And that's really important because it stops that buyer's remorse scenario as well and, you know, it stops that feeling of guilt, oh no, I shouldn't have bought this. If it's a car, you know, 
it's going to be an emotional decision. Let's face it. There's going to be something about that car that you just love. The maybe the color or the feeling of the steering wheel or the sound of the engine. There's going to be some sort of emotional connection that you will get. There'll be one of those or all of those hormones that we talked about before are kicking in and and and, and influencing that purchase, overriding the left logical side of the brain. So if the salesperson is is telling you, listen, the you know the 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 um, fuel efficiency, the gas mileage is really, really good on this thing. You know, um, th- this is, uh, you know, th- th- there's a new shape of this car coming out next month and, and this is the last run. They've perfected it, but they're now going into a new model. You don't want to buy the first ones in the new model because they'll refine them as they go along. So this really is as good as it gets and that's why they're now releasing a, a new model. They can't improve on this one. Um, and you know, plus that this deal isn't going to be available tomorrow. All these kind of things, they just arm that left brain. So I just think that is um, really, really important. You know, and 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 the key message is arm the the logical left side of the brain during the sale with logical closes, logical reasons to act now. Why did you have to do it there and then? Um, because later on that's going to be really important as those chemicals burn off and the logical brain starts asking the question. What did I just do? So uh, I hope that's useful to you. I certainly found that amazing from obviously a sales point of view, but also from that position of being sold too. Um, understanding what a salesperson is doing, <laughs> a good salesperson is doing, understanding that they know the chemicals, even if they don't, you know, um, look at it in the way that I've just described. They, they described they they know the process, the psychology, but biopsychology. What a fascinating subject. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that, guys. And um, yeah, I'm going to speak to you again tomorrow, probably. Uh, Probably going to do these podcasts on a daily basis until I run out of ideas. Um, But yeah, so fantastic. Thanks for tuning in. I'll speak to you guys soon. Take it easy. Bye.